Hi, welcome to the Back to Biscuit podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sia, and on this episode, we'll be continuing with the second half of my interview with Utkash, my fellow NUS MBA classmate. He'll be talking about his favorite book, his experience in social entrepreneurship, and his overall thoughts on the consulting industry. Let's dive right in. Tell me the, the one business book that had the biggest impact on your life. It's not a business book, so, but, it's a, but it's a book of a leader. So my, my, uh, I love reading autobiographies, honestly, and autobiographies of leaders. So the one book I read was, I guess in 2015 or 14 sometime, I don't remember. It was the, uh, the story of experiments, uh, the, the story of my experiments with truth. So it is the autobiography of Mahatma Gandhi, who's the who's the father of uh, father of the country, right, India. So who's regarded as the father of the country. So uh, in that book, what what actually struck me was that when he was living his journey, living his life, he was not the Mahatma. He's the Mahatma at a later stages. People know him as a Mahatma. He built the thing as a Mahatma. So what he did was, if you see the title of the book, the story of my experiments with truth. He has always been honest. He has always been, when I say honest, it's not just by words, it's also in actions. Right? He's always been passionate about the idea. Again, perseverance, right? Mm-mm. He failed a lot of times. There were a lot of things which he did wrong and he addressed to it. He was not all, the Mahatma was not always right. Uh, he, was, he was wrong. He, most of the times he was wrong as well. And for a few times he was right. But it was perseverance and the purity of idea. Mm-mm. Same, if I have to talk about the... Uh, talk about the good books I read, I would want to uh, mention Zero to One by Peter Thiel. He's the founder of PayPal. I can, I, I can mention a quote, in a, 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 not a quote, a standard where he mentions that when he was picking a team, it's also important to build a team. Right? Mm-hmm. So he said that everyone who came to him was accomplished. He, he was from a good university. Mm-hmm. They could do the picking. But he mm-hmm. made a team which, uh, he, he selected those people who, who aligned with them uh, with him in their thoughts. So the first question he would ask was, which movie do you like? Right? Who would, who, who, with whom he could align with beyond the word setup? Because everyone who's coming to him is already smart. So he wanted to make the great team. And mm-hmm. then, of course, I mentioned Shoe Dog by uh, the the book Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a lot. I mean, okay. Let's 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 uh let's move away from reading because I feel like you can talk forever about it. <laughs> but okay, let's let's. Uh, I Sorry. mean, speaking of no no no, speaking of Mahatma Gandhi, um, you mentioned that you were in a social engineering club in in university. Was it there? social entrepreneurship? Social, so, uh, social entrepreneurship. Sorry. So, like, tell us more about that. I mean, it sounds like it's it's a good mix of you know doing doing stuff for social cause and also doing entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh, tell us more about that. Yeah. So, so the organization is known as Enactus. So Enactus it has a lot of chapters uh, for each school, uh, university, at you know, for each university, each college, blah, blah, blah. So I was in one chapter of the many chapters. They have an agenda like, like UN has an agenda, as the right, UN climate change has an agenda. So they have a few points such as water sanitation, uh, against child labor, education, women welfare, and on a list of around 20, um, I'm forgetting them, but there are 20, uh, 20, 20 agendas that they follow. Each chapter does a project every year, which covers at least seven of these agendas. So I was 
I was a, as, as, a, as a member of that chapter, I was a member of finance and we uh, did a project on the potters, uh, the potters as in uh, cast, uh, the cast pots, right? You know, the potters which are which clay pots. So they make a lot of clay pots by hand in Delhi and uh, their industry was unorganized. So our project was focused on providing, uh, structuring their organization, uh, structuring the manufacturing of the clay pots parts and helping them making make a bigger business out of it so actually what was happening is it was an income disparity thing so the pots were actually at the end of the market sold for let's say a hundred dollars but the one who's making them and who does all the efforts gets so less let's say five dollars but it's even difficult for him to survive mm. so uh, for the product that he made so we we made we uh, we, we uh, did a did the project where we uh, the entire process we revamped for them, which which also required you know getting a different market for them. So we reached out to the residential welfare authorities. So like uh, you have HDBs, right? So let's say there is two HDBs. So each uh, these collectively have a welfare authority which helps them to manage the uh, HDB functions, right? Inside cleaning, maintenance, and all that. Mm. So we reached out to them to get the direct clientele these residential places so they could sell their pots directly cut cut the middleman out they didn't have any logistics they didn't know how to transport their pots mm-hmm, we, taught them, we created uh, we enrolled their students with the education government schools and India we guided them how they can improve their lives so that is something that we so this was entrepreneurship in the sense that we created the entire chain for them but we mm-hmm. at the same time also helping the society yeah I think this is uh, this sounds super cool man like to me like you know, like that's the business side of things, right? So you're 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 doing you know doing the whole value chain, but at the same time you're also doing social social impact because these people are getting so little for all this effort, whereas these distributors or whatever are just making the lion's share of the money. So super super interesting. Okay, okay. So Ukash, one one uh, another question about going back to consultancy, right? Where do you where do you think that the this this industry this consulting industry is headed headed towards? Do you feel that it's like you know, with 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 the advent of AI coming in, you know, do do you feel like the the consulting industry is going to be rocked, or do you think you know the human touch is still needed? Like, tell us more about that. Yeah, I think I, I don't think I, I think that the consulting will survive, of course, because it's the essence of consulting is the third eye view, right? You are in the company and you have to look from the outside and paint them that picture, but at the same time. A major transformation is going to happen into te- in technology, consulting using technology, right? So, uh, what the churn in what I look at it like is that the churn would be that um, more of a skill uh, skilled uh, human workforce would be required, which can use these AI tools and technology efficiently to deliver to the clients, right? So the lower lower level or data entry or these kind of jobs would be, would be at a at a risk maybe because these now can be achieved through through uh, technology. But at the same time, to deliver value to the client, we need human touch as well. So machines actually can't do what humans can. Mm-hmm. So tech consulting is moving towards uh, to towards a technological transformation definitely, but it's an amalgamation of technology and human touch. It's not like with the technology consulting will fade out because because of course right consulting has a very broad knowledge base, a broad spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Which one industry? It's very difficult. It's not. It's uh, it's wrong to expect for one industry to 
are the same because they are they have their expertise in their own business right one one industry one few geographies right uh, now but uh, if you eliminate the top business right such as google amazon facebook or big names right apart from that there are a lot of regional businesses we have only few global businesses there are also regional businesses which are to be catered to and consultant does cater to them so uh, it's very difficult to say that everybody has the same knowledge base or experience mm. as mm. as a yeah. so consulting would be required mm. now okay now i remember my the question that i asked you so given your your passion for business um and you know your background in in consultancy, right? Do you ever want to? There's a term where go 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 work in the client client side one day, where you know you were consulting for this client, they really like you a lot, and they say, "Hey, Ukash, come and join us instead. I want you to do more transformations in my in my company." Or the second question is, do you start up your own your own business? And what? And if you were to start your own business in the future, given your passion for it, what type of business will you do? Will it be a consulting business or retail or what? Like, I'm I'm curious. I'll answer your second question first. It's very, I'm not sure of the entrepreneurship, honestly. I have no clue. I am open to the idea, yes. I would want to do that because, as I told you, right, I have no experience as such. But uh, I, uh, I it, but it has to be that kind of an idea where I can commit to the perseverance which is required for it. So uh, then I might, uh, I might be, you know, getting into the entrepreneurship journey. I don't see myself. Uh, in the consulting business, essentially right now, because a lot of experience. I have, I'm just five years into five, sorry, around near to six years with my experience, and I am doing my MBA, which is also a journalist degree. Uh, so generalist, sorry, uh, generalist degree, and but right now it's very it's very difficult. So I would want to start a business which is more into retail or retail or which are, which are, which are core businesses, right? If you see, if you go back, it's it, it covers the entire chain, manufacturing, wholesale, retail, or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure on opening my own business right now, <laughs> but I'm open to the idea in the long term. Yeah, of course, uh, of course. Coming, yeah. coming to your first question where uh, you mentioned going on the client side of the business, I would definitely want to do that. It's fun, right? I would. I, it's 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 good to be on the other side but it's better to be on the uh, not better but uh, it's also fun to be on the client side the business where you're actually drafting budgeting for the client you know how the value system works you're you're deep diving into the values of the client right structure of the business you know the real challenges you're not just advising but you're also doing at the same time it's, it feels like your own so yeah i would want to make as well and, and mostly and, into the fpna rules and and i think that you as as a consultant you have like the the, the, the front row view or the front row seats of what it will be like to work for that company, right? Because you see like, yeah. you know, sometimes you, I mean, I've, I've, I'm an auditor before, right? When you go in and then you see the company culture is not something that you would want, then you you know, okay, even if they offer me a job, I will go over. But because you work with them, you've seen how they work, you've seen the, the company culture, you're like, hey, this place seems like a nice place. Rather than, you know, from the interview, you'll never know whether you can, you know, mix well with the, the, the current company culture. So, yeah, I agree because and you know what you you mentioned it very rightly that in an interview you can't identify the culture of the company <laughs> it's impossible yeah it's very different thing. so i was i was meeting an nus alumni like a couple of couple of weeks ago and i was talking about a big bank in singapore and i said yeah i know how the floor works i read i did my research i read his linkedin profile i read lot on google and he said sorry that's not how it happens it's completely different 
it's not about good or bad, but it's different. It's very difficult to actually understand until unless you meet someone or see it like with your own eyes how the X company floor looks like. Okay, okay. Anyway, let's 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 move away from consultancy. I feel like the whole conversation about consultancy. Let's talk a bit about the MBA itself. So, um, what what made you choose studying the MBA? Let's just let's just take NUS out of the equation first. Just the decision to say, okay, I want to study MBA. Like, what 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 triggered that? This feels like my uh, MBA interview question. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so why MBA is, uh, again, coming back to, if I had to answer in the minimum words, it would be holistic understanding of the business. We are reading economics, we are reading, at the workplace, we learn by experiences, but at a business school, we gather knowledge and the learning is quicker, faster. So I, I can learn about how, so in the beginning of the semester, I'll answer it with the practical experience, in the beginning of the semester, we were learning financial accounting, economics, financial management, and a few other courses like uh, MSK and uh, other others. At the end of the semester, because we also get experience, we also read case studies and everything. So I, I had I gained the ability to correlate these these subjects with each other right? and come at a common conclusion. Operations, right? Such as operations. When I was delivering operations, I could I had I gained the ability to also put in the concepts I learned in economics, right? So uh, that that amalgamation of various aspects of business is what I wanted to learn in a journey. So that's why I came to me. And that is missing, of course, because my experience, I had, I definitely had experiences, but uh, I, I wanted to nurture on these skill sets as well. Networking, uh, the wholesome, the, the holistic understanding, holistic yeah. of, uh, of, of a business. Yeah, I think ultimately when, when, when we work, right, even in consultancy, we still might not be exposed to certain parts of running a business, but the MBA will definitely make sure you get the whole spectrum. You've been saying a lot of good things about the, the NUS MBA, but like, what do you think is your favorite part of, of it so far? Uh, the favorite part would be ops class, operations. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, operations class is awesome. Yeah. I mean, the prof is awesome. I have never seen operations with that frame. Never. I I like operations, right? The company has operations where you manufacture to job to manufacture. Getting into the nitty gritties, knowing how to look at the bigger picture and the entire chain. But yeah. But beyond that, I also I mentioned the the experiential learning part of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, we also have a diversity and focus on Asia somewhat. It should be it, it could go beyond to global as well. But uh, that diversity in all these uh, in all these activities, be it group projects or anything, is also something which I really cherish. Okay, okay. Do you any do you have anything? Do you want to shout out? Do you want to like how can people reach you on LinkedIn or whatever? Uh, please go ahead. Yeah. So you guys can find me on LinkedIn. I Utkarsh Mathur, my name as it goes. And uh, it's just no, it, it's a unique name, I guess. So <laughs> you won't find many accounts for that. So Utkarsh Mathur, you can reach out to me if you're willing to apply or if you have any questions, leave anything. We just want a person to talk to. Just reach mm-hmm. out to me. We can talk about it. We share experiences. Uh, not even I. I will just keep shut. I'm happy to listen to you as well. So uh, sometimes it's people just want to share. Not they don't want advices as well. So I'm fine. I'll just listen. So for anything reach out to me on on instagram yeah. also you can find me with Gersh Mathu. so 
Yeah, that's it. You sound like I was about to say. You sound like the you know the the is it the psychologist or the psychiatrist, the one that you know the the patient is lying down on the on the sofa. Like okay, t- talk to me. I'll I'll be I'll be list. I'll do a listing here and all that stuff. But yes. Anyway, uh, yeah. okay. That's it. That's it. The sandbox within me sleeping. Yeah, it's like everyone is just relaxing and then there's one speaker there. But yeah, okay. Anyway, thank you very much, Ukash, for coming on for, for my podcast, really. Thank you. Really appreciate you coming down and sharing your experiences. I, I obviously learned a lot. Um, very, very interesting stuff from you. Uh, we'll talk to you more about it. Um, yeah, that's all. Thanks. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a fun time. And that was the interview. I hope this episode has inspired many of you to take a further interest in consulting and please approach Utkash if you want to know more. As always, there will be a new guest next week. Until then, this has been the Back to Biz School podcast. Bye for now.